Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So that is my ultimate ending. I would pay big top dollar to see it. And I want to I wanna make it happen. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to That Would Bang podcast. I am Adesi. And I'm Patricia. And congratulations for making it to the final episode of season one. Whoop whoop! As you may notice, we haven't got a guest with us this week. What we're going to do is we're not going to talk about a specific film or TV show. We're just going to have conversations and we're going to listen to your storylines that you sent in. So thank you to every person who's a rider for TWB. Yeah, <laughs> we actually appreciate you, boy. We appreciate you. I can't wait for this. I'm very excited. But it wouldn't be an episode of That Would Bang if we didn't ask what everyone's been watching. So, oh my God. Do you know what? I feel like I've been out of the game for so long. I don't even know what the hell I've been watching. That's crazy. What have I been watching this week? I've just been enjoying really guilty pleasures. So I haven't really been watching anything new. Um, And I know I said it already, but Catfish. I've been watching Catfish. Catfish UK? Do you know what? I haven't given it a try yet. I want to start it. But I'm just like... I feel like in the UK, it's either going to be like proper proper funny or it's just going to be dead it's not going to be like the the US one and I don't know what it is about it and also like the hosts I love Julie but like I don't know do you know what she's not Neve and the lady I don't know who the lady is because I don't really watch Catfish US like that yeah. but I've watched I think his name is Uma, Uma, U- Uber that's his name Uber no, Uber, his name, Uber. yeah I've seen him on Vice videos and he's just the ultimate prankster. Like he does things where he would, um, he forged a restaurant. Like he went on TripAdvisor, made up a fake restaurant in his shed, right? In the back of his garden, literally (laughs) forged all these scores and all these people like really posh hipsters were coming and all the food was ready meals, but he would blindfold them, play like music and stuff. And they'd all be like, this is such an amazing experience because they couldn't see the space. They were like eating in the dark and all that kind of stuff. So if when I'm seeing that this guy's a master of, of like catfishing essentially, it makes yeah. sense of why he's a host. And then Julie is the most real person. She, like it's almost crash like, yeah, but why have you been talking to them for three years? <laughs> That's really what I'm trying to see, to be honest, because there's no way you should be getting catfished. You have to take responsibility at this point. In Big Big 2021, you're still, you're still, you're crying from fake profile. I don't understand. I don't. You have to just clap for yourself because you played yourself, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that show. I think I might give the UK one a chance because I think it will be funny. British reality TV is on a different level. And do you know what I think makes British reality TV? I think it's the slang and all the little like British. <laughs> You're having a laugh, mate. What do you think I am? <laughs> like, I love like that. Your mug. Like that kind of stuff. Like it's even just getting me hyped for Love Island. Oh I'm my god! I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Do you know what? I'm gonna we be need home this. at 9 p.m. every week. 
every I'm week not missing a single weeks. episode. Are you crazy? Oh my God. And do you know what? The TL really needs Love Island, man. We We've been in the gutter. And I just feel like this will just reunite us. We have been in the gutter. I've been forcing all these unnecessary jokes. Unnecessary. <laughs> people run out of people to drag. They run out of everything. We need a bit Literally. of Love Island to cheer everyone up. And do you know what? I personally think that Maya Jamma should be the host of Love Island. Mm. Personally. I know like people say that they see her everywhere. But I personally think that she's just booked and busy. Like she's getting her she job. Is. But one, I feel like she represents the culture. Two, she represents the dynamic. And three, she's very pretty. <laughs> and she would suit yeah. the villa. Like, I don't know why she's not the Love Island host. I've seen her on Glow Up, yeah. which is actually really interesting. I didn't think I found Glow Up interesting. It's actually What's a really that? good show. What? Yeah, oh my God, I'm is. out of the loop, mate. Which is, <laughs> I'm disappointed. Glow Up is a BBC Three show, which is a makeup show. They're finding the UK's next best makeup artist. So mm. it's, it's basically like one of those... You know, like sewing bee. Oh, sewing bee is not a good. It's not a good example. Why is he sewing bee? It's like, like America's his... next top model, but for like makeup. Makeup. <laughs> you know, haven't you seen the Great British Sewing Bee? Have you not seen that? That show is lit. There's so much tension in is that it? show. Oh my god. A little bit. So it's basically like all those like reality TV competitions, but Glow Up has kind of stepped out of the game. Like for BBC, I'm very surprised at what they're doing, and they basically get them to do like normal makeup like the casual beat but also like prosthetics and all that mad stuff and it gets really tense and they can't get a lash to stick on like it's like oh my gosh like no but i understand that pain because if you've ever done your own makeup and you're trying to get that lash on the rest of your face is beats and that one lash doesn't want to stay on i will actually lock off the whole motive i won't go you're right mm. you are right and even in the fact that when the lash glue now starts to ruin the eyeshadow whatever oh my god it's, and your eyeliner it's go- start again but you know what? What I've deeped about you, Odessi, is that you actually do watch a lot of stuff on like BBC Three and a lot of like smaller things. You kind of like the the hidden gems of the TV world. That's what I've deeped about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take that. I sound like <laughs> a, um, you know, someone who just really understands the industry. Do you know what it was? Because at work, the first question they always ask you is, what did you watch this week? And if you haven't watched what's come out, oh like you look like a bad employee. So I remember literally when you walk past any person's computer, there's always something playing in the background to just say that wow. you've watched it. You know what's happened. That feels like a lot of pressure. Do you know what? Initially it was just like, how am I meant to consume all this content all the time? Yeah. But then after a while, it's just like, have it on in the background. Like you have podcasts on in the background. I have a bunch of like TV shows on in the background or if we're eating dinner, something we're watching, we're not watching Netflix. We're watching like what is on television, like as a family. Mm. So that's how I get my my TV content in. I hear it. Oh guys, I was so excited to watch (gasps) Zero. Didn't bang, did it? It just didn't bang. Do you know what? I've watched between, I've watched about 16 minutes of episode one. And guys, it's just giving me Nollywood Disney Channel. That's what the that's what it's giving me. And I'm saying Nollywood Disney Channel in regards to the fact that it has a Netflix budget. It looks nice visually. The music's nice. The characters look nice. But when I've seen what's happening, I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it's just like 
it just wasn't making sense. But maybe it's because I haven't given it a full chance. And do you know what was? Do you know what? Do you know what made me? What's making me feel more passionate emotionally towards mm. it is that when you tell your friend to watch something, like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And then now they've never heard of it. They're now building anticipation, and you turn it on, and it's not delivering. Is it not embarrassing? It for you? That's your reputation on the line. You're done out here. No one's going to trust your recommendations. That is my <laughs> reputation. And I was stressed because I'm like, I I thought I'm a good rep. Um, I give good recommendations, but obviously I need to watch it before I recommend it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really stressed about the fact that you've compared it to Nollywood and Disney. That just shouldn't, those are just not comparisons that should be being made. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I still need to watch it. And I feel like I'm just going to like hold my reservations or like my comments until the end. But I want it to bang like so badly because I'm like, first of all, I don't really watch anything that's not based in the UK or America. So I was like, wow, Italian black experience. Like I'm here for it. So I was like, I need this to be, I need this to be slick. I need this to be good. And now you're saying Nollywood and Disney. It's just, it's not going to live up to my expectations. To be honest, maybe I'm just judging too quickly. It might just be one of those things that the first episode was like, and then everything else will make sense. But right Mm. now... I'm not, I'm not too convinced. I hope I changed my mind. Do you know what? I was just saying it's not going to live up to my expectations if you're comparing it to Disney and Nollywood. But what I'm going to say though is behind her eyes, I thought that was very dead from episode one until the very last episode, but 20 minutes before it finished. Like, and I still watched it to the end. The plot twist banged, so it kind of like balanced it out a bit. So I don't know like if that's the case for Zero where it's just like, okay, it's not starting too good. But then when we get to the end, it's like, actually, no, it was all right. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. I don't like, if I'm not (laughs) enjoying it, I'm not going to force myself to. I have to like it at least 60% in order to keep watching. guys between what happened about three hours ago and now <laughs> my wi-fi was doing wifida wifida i don't know if patricia's wi-fi was part of the higgy haga but we've been struggling and we said you know what let's take a break and we're back <laughs> so much has actually happened so much has happened i just ate some what did i eat i ate some banana and oat pancakes with eggs Ooh, yeah. was it nice? Some honey. I don't really like normal pancakes unless they're the souffle ones, you know. Normal pancakes are a bit stodgy, so banana and oat is very like, mm, you know, I'm mature. There's yeah. two things I don't really like. I hate bananas and oats okay, is relax. a little bit. But do you not like um, banana cake and banana bread? So I like banana cake and that is it. I don't, or I could do a cheeky banana fritter as well, but I'm never going to eat that fruit as it is ever. They do spark the gag reflex yeah (laughs) and they stink as well and they're just soft and they're not even juicy like but yeah so as you know alternative scenes make a big part of our podcast and for the last nine episodes Adesi and I have been going head to head and sharing our alternative scenes but this time we thought we'd flip the script and hand the mic over to you guys and invite you to send in your scenes to us from any of the shows that we've discussed. And you guys have really delivered because we've got a good bunch of scenes that we're gonna play slash read out for you guys. And we're excited to hear what you guys came up with. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the first one we're going to kick it off is from If Air from the Motion podcast. And guys, if you haven't checked out the Motion, I really do think you, do, you so should. Good. It's such yeah. a fun great vibes podcast it's really fresh and inventive i love it yeah so um if has decided to focus on bridgerton and giving a bit of context the bridgerton alternative storyline focused on penelope and colin and what would what would have happened if that panned out a bit differently hey adesi hey patricia i have to start by saying how much i Love this podcast. I have listened to every episode and props to you guys for doing this alternative storyline thing because I can't lie, it's hard. I've been racking my brain, but I think I settled on Bridgerton. So I know the scene that you had was exploring the dynamics between Marina and Penelope. And personally, I really didn't like Penelope. Like, I found her just really annoying. It's just, ugh. I liked the, what they did at the end, obviously. It was nice to have that dimension to her. But before that, just very childish, very meddling. But you're not actually doing anything. You're not saying anything. So I wanted to explore what would happen if Marina had told Colin about her child. And because he's so naive... He's just fine with it. He hasn't really thought it through. You know, his whole thing is like, yes, of course we could get married kind of thing. So I feel like he's still quite jaded. And I would want to see what happened when Eloise confesses to Colin, sorry, Penelope confesses to Colin that this is what's happened. And he's already just like, he's just like, but I, I already know. I already know. Like, why are you so obsessed? Why can't you just let us be and let us alone? And then maybe she confesses her love and he's just like, it's too late. And he doesn't really like the side that he's seen to her. Um, not that developed, <laughs> but it's a concept I wanted to explore. And that's that. <laughs> well, I love that. That if was ever, sick. If, uh, first of all, thanks for bringing the energy. Really did love what you said and your voice is you've got the voice for podcasting you know that (laughs) secondly let's get into let's get into that storyline what are your thoughts sorry the way she ripped into penelope i was like bro and because i know you actually because you unprovoked adessa you actually like penelope and i didn't really mind her like at the start Mm. she was very sweet innocent i was here for it but if a you're not having it and do you know what it is? I feel like we've come on the pod and everyone's kind of had similar quote unquote opinions to us. So if they come in and just throw it out there, it's, it's throwing a spanner in the works. I can't lie. Um, 
I do think it would be interesting to see what would happen if Colin was like, yeah, and so mm. I already know. But then is he that naive to believe Marina in that situation? Like, well, I know Marina's like opening up and being like, this is my situation. I want you to be the father to my child who's not yours. But do you think Colin will really be like, I'm going to give up the Bridgerton name to have a child? It's a bit techy. I, I don't think it's that impossible. Do you know what I mean? Like, even with his older brother, the one that wanted to, like, sleep um with the exotic dancer person, like, you can Vice tell... Count. Yeah, the Vice Count, yeah. Like, they have that energy within them to kind of, like, go against the norm. Obviously, they still feel that pressure, but I don't think it's that impossible for him to feel like, rah, like, if I'm really about Marina and I really love her, yeah, of course I will kind of go against the grain and like have a family with her. And she was the hottest babe on town. Like fair enough, no one knew that she was pregnant, but she was a catch and I'm sure they could figure out how to spin it as well. But also his mum's very, very open. No, she's open quote unquote, but she's open if it was Colin that got Marina pregnant, she was like, you know what, I understand. But that baby, we don't know where he came from. (laughs) We don't know where he came from there. Why is she look so disgusted please? But anyway, it would make for a really good sort of like side plot but I just, I think that's a really good alternative scene from Ife because I feel like that could really happen. It could, but I feel like your hatred towards Penelope is unprovoked. <laughs> so I'll, I'm on the fence. I do like you. I do like the scene, but I like Penelope too. And I feel like you're just causing trouble in her life for no reason. She don't deserve that, mate. She don't deserve it. But thank you, Fair. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Should we do um, To All The Boys, Rihanna? Yes, we should. Oh, I haven't heard this one. I'm very excited. Is it written? So it this one is written. And so Rihanna has sent in a scene for To All The Boys I Loved Before, Always and Forever. And do you know what? Context for this, she didn't actually stick to the scene that we did, which I'm kind of here for. But she's gone okay. down a more sort of friendship route and it is quite sweet. It's not got the drama, but it's just, I like it. I'm here for it. Okay, I'm, so, I'm thinking like friendship already. Ah, oh, my heart for Peter and Lara Jean, man. No, but <laughs> you right, know what? She, okay, I'll just read it and then we can just discuss it afterwards. But she's gone. Okay, so Peter never turned up after Dr. Covey and Trina's wedding. Lara Jean moves to New York for university, single. She reconnects with Jen and New York New Me becomes more than a caption on their matching Instagram posts. Now, Lara Jean knows about love letters. She tells Jen all about hers one night over wine they snuck into the dorms, the five she wrote and how Kitty sent them all. Jen knows what love letters mean to Lara Jean. So when she presents Lara Jean with that bright teal envelope months later, she wonders if it was enough. She was sorry and she owed it to Lara Jean. Dear Lara Jean, I'm sorry. And then she kind of did a dash to be like, continued. But anyway, Lara Jean didn't realise how much she needed this. She knew that your enemies didn't hold your hair back as you threw up or wipe your tears over your mutual ex-boyfriend. Yet she just couldn't help the gnawing feeling that she got whenever they would hang out, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That feeling began to shrink as she read through Jen's apology. She wrote off her insecurity and jealousy and how it all led to the end of their friendship, but also how glad she was that Lara Jean decided to come to NYU how she can see who Lara Jean really is without her sisters and without Peter. As Lara Jean finishes the letter, she pulls a nervous Jen into a big hug. 
who said love letters can't be for friends too? And that is Rihanna's scene. First of all, Rihanna, well done for thinking outside the box and really t- tipping the rom-com on its head and just making it a, a com-com, friend-com. A com-com? <laughs> I never <laughs> heard that before. Or a friend-com. I think it's I think it's definitely interesting seeing it from that perspective. What do I think? I love Peter and I'm, I'm a bit concerned that he's not involved in, it in this storyline. I'm stressed a little bit. Like LJ and PK is who I'm here for. Yeah. Like LJ and Jen, Jen, I don't know, Jen. Jen I don't know what her surname is. It's it's her best friend's cousin, though, isn't it? It's true. And she was, I was mm. actually talking to Rihanna about her scene, and she was like, in the third film where they stole that pink couch and they were on the subway, she was like, she needed to feel a resolution to their friendship. Like she just felt like they couldn't just like skip past everything that had happened and just like pretend that they weren't enemies before. She was like, imagine like on that moment on the subway on the pink sofa she just felt like in that moment specifically as as well she needed that like resolution to that conflict Mm. and an apology but then right i'm gonna start picking your 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 alternative storyline apart um, (laughs) i know you're not here to defend yourself but this is what we're here to do all right (laughs) but then don't you feel like the second movie did that there was a resolution because even when we started the third movie when Jen went and complimented like Lara Jean's shoes that's like they're actually friends yeah. well they're not they're not not friends they were just all right so mm. I feel like I don't think you but needed to what do you think what do you think did they like address what had happened well because I they addressed it in the third in the second movie they did, did. they they did yes. oh, maybe my memory's failing me in that case you in found a case. you found a plot hole in this alternative scene. Well, from what I can remember, let me talk Let me talk from memory. In the second film, Lara Jean and Jen do make up. They may not be best of friends, but yeah. it is sorted out. It's sorted out. And in the third film, it's like we've all grown up, we're all mature. And mm. I can understand that at uni, you guys will probably become closer friends. I hear it. Yeah. But for me, Peter is who I'm there for. Yeah. I love you, Lara Jean. I'm there for Lara Jean. I'm there for Peter and Lara Jean 50-50. Peter's out the picture. That's not to all the boys I love before. That's, That's a different to my movie. Friend Jen. That's to <laughs> my friend Jen. You gave it a whole new <laughs> title as well. Do you know what? It's in- Yeah, okay. I hate what you're saying because I feel like, for me personally, the appeal for to all the boys is their relationship. And if you cut Peter out, it's missing a whole part of this film that I really, really love. But I kind of do like, I do like the friendship angle. I'm big on kind of like friendship romances and just feeling cute with the people that you're around. But you're right, without Peter. I feel like a friendship romance movie is cute. I do agree, but I don't know if it's this movie. Mm. I believe if there was a spin-off TV series after, that could be good. Oh my God, yeah. It could go down the like Molly and Issa vibes and like insecure. Mm. We could do that. That would be good, Rihanna. If you're listening, you need to get give us a scene and tell mm. us what Peter's doing. Do they reconnect? Yep. Do they find yep. each other after? Mm. You need to give us more, honey. Give us more. Do you know what? I love being on the scrutinized end <laughs> because <laughs> it's so easy to say to change it, but when you're the one writing it, it's, it's so true. Oh god, it's stress. So we're gonna move on to the third um, submission. This one is by Oladini and it is a tool, the boys one. This one, she's gone down the rom-com route. So, you know, I'm a fan of rom-coms. You know, I'm a fan of Peter. Peter's in this one. So I'm excited to hear what Patricia thinks. 
Okay, so my alternate ending is for To All The Boys I Loved Before. And I've gone down the, obviously, natural evolutionary route. Like, from teen drama to chick flick. And you know this is going to bang. So right here, I said that um, they break up before they go to university. They break up completely. They're still friends. It was neutral. So they're like, okay, whatever. So they get to university, live their separate lives. They talk occasionally, but they're not that close. They check up on each other, check socials, all that. But then a few years go past, Peter gets engaged. He gets engaged to another girl. Nobody really cares about that girl. She's just there, you know? And he's always doing his heart. He's known he still loves Lana. And Lana, she's no, she still loves Peter. So Lana's like runs into Peter or whatever, a, a meet cute, you know, and they're there. And he's like, oh my gosh, I still love this girl. So it'll just be following their journey. And eventually, you know what happens. We all want it to happen. We've wanted it to happen. They get married. He doesn't marry the new girl. He marries Lana and they live happily ever after. And that right there is in perfect essence what a chick flick should be. So that is my alternate ending. I would pay big top dollar to see it. And I wanna I wanna make it happen. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, she's so funny. I'm screaming. Um Patricia, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Her scene is they break up, Peter dates this other girl. She's just on the side. <laughs> Some time passes and LJ and Peter get married. Lana, sorry. La- 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 not LJ. even LJ. Lana. Lana. How? Sorry, got her name wrong. It's actually Lana, guys. <laughs> you had it here first. It's Lana. <laughs> now, she said it with so much confidence as well. Oh my God. <laughs> so, she said she'd pay to see top dollar for this. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm on the same vibe. <laughs> I, I need more details, like, what happens? Like, how does how does Peter meet this other girl? Like, what was the nature of their breakup? And then how did he reconnect with Lana and end up, <laughs> and then end up getting married? Like, I feel like there was just so much more detail that I needed from it. But I'm happy. I think it's interesting, though, that there's, like, another woman involved because there's so many different avenues that you could take that down. Like, is there a little bit of drama? cheating and fidelity like there's so much you could do do you know what i mean there, there's a lot you could go down first of all i think she's mixed up the actress lana condor with <laughs> laura jean <laughs> secondly i do think it was interesting to see peter engage to someone and then laura jean coming in getting yeah. involved but we didn't really un- we, nothing it was kind of a big jump from being engaged to laura jean being there so it's a bit yeah. tricky in that regards um Overall, I think these are this is a good skeleton. Mm. I think it's a good skeleton, but I think there's gist that is missing. That's <laughs> we need I more. I feel like Maggie could still be added. No, do you know what mm. I feel like it is? I feel like this is a, a nice garnish or yes. a nice menu, but we yes. need the, the actual the meal aspect. But I do get what she meant about it being a generic like chick flick. That is a chick flick, quote unquote. That's what you see. Yeah. But thank you for your contribution, Oladidi. So the final storyline that we're going to read out today comes from JT. And you guys may know Jerome from our first ever episode. Gotta give props to him. We rate you, JT. Thank you for being thank a great you. guest. <laughs> he was actually an honorary first guest. All right, so Jerome, 
Oh, JT has decided to do um, Little Fires Everywhere. Ooh. And I'm going to read out the alternative storyline that he sent in. So, ah! you ready? I'm ready. Give it to me. After the death of her brother, the pregnant Mia is in a dark place with the baby in her stomach. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> as if it would be in her arm. <laughs> I'll continue. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Because this is such a JT thing to write. <laughs> she questions the value the life of life and even contemplates aborting Pearl because she doesn't see herself fit to be a mother. Whilst at the funeral, Mia speaks to her reverend who gives some poignant words of encouragement and tells her that the child she's carrying is blessed. The timely message was enough for Mia to keep Pearl but also enough to convince her to run away with the unborn baby. Mm. Ryan's caught wind of this and paid a mercenary to kidnap her. Upon her return, the Ryan's kept Mia. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Patricia? Sorry. <laughs> it just went proper like mad. Anyway, okay. Upon her return, the Ryan's kept Mia and the soon to be born Pearl locked up in the spare room of their house and kept Mia under duress. Fearing her life, Mia obeyed their orders. The Ryans cut the deal with Mia and the only way she can be in Pearl's life is by staying with the family as a nanny as long as she didn't reveal to Pearl that she is her biological mother. The once sweet Ryans had now become villains who felt somewhat justified in what they were doing. As the show progresses, Pearl, who's now a teenager, feels very attached to her nanny and now has a much better relationship with her nanny than her real mother. This causes Pearl to wish that Mia was her mother and not Mrs. Ryan. After a big bust up with her mother, Pearl confides in Mia, crying, saying, I wish you were my mother. And Mia also cries, saying, I am. Mia explains the full truth to Pearl and the pair eventually run away together, which leads them to Shaker Heights. Jerome, JT. the crown. What? Where do we even start? There's just so many layers to this. First of all, I feel like I experienced so many different emotions in that. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Maybe, maybe because we started off laughing and we ended up with our jaws touching the ground. (laughs) I was going to say, we started off with the baby in her belly. I thought, we're we're working to a strong four out of ten. And then he just came through with the drama. And I loved that. I would never have thought of anything like this. Like that was such a good sort of twist. And he really made the Ryans out to be big, big villains. Like they have a bigger role in this. Even, I didn't even know what a mercenary mercenary is. We even learned new words. We learned new words. Oh Oh, man, see, I think he did very well just in regards to the drama, the twists, the turns, Mm. the fact that a reverend spoke to Mia as she took the (laughs) wrong... She she completely went went left with it. Yeah. (laughs) She took it and ran. She just literally took it and ran. Um, But no, that was really sick, JT. I love this. I think it had all the complexity of the actual show. It was also heartfelt with the end. And then there's just the, the drama as well. How do you, how do you cultivate a relationship after that though? Like growing up thinking this woman is your nanny and then suddenly learning that she's your actual mum. Like, where do you even go from there? I think it's just one of them things that she always felt connected to her Mm. and she didn't know why. Yeah. And 
if that's how it is, you know, I think when you're 17, you're just looking for peace. You're looking to find your comfort. And that was her comfort. So after that, are the Ryans going to like track them down to Shaker Heights? Like, are they going to do a next sort of... Ooh, we don't so. even know. I guess that's what, that's what, that's what we're going to yeah. It'll be, it'll be so interesting that if she enters now, if she now enters Elena's life and this whole thing is unfolding, everyone's like, what, what, what? That Little is gonna be fires mess- everywhere. <laughs> what, you think you drop bars right now, yeah? But that is, yeah. At JT, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I think you've come through on this one still. So thank you to all of you guys who sent in your scenes. Honestly, they were all very different, is what I can say. A different <laughs> bunch of scenes, but they were all good in their own ways. And guys, we are so excited for season two. Um, we've got so much coming up. New movies, new guests, new storylines, new everything. Guys, we've really, we're really putting in all the work for it. Thank you for sticking with us for the past 10 episodes. And it's only onwards and upwards from here. So, in that note, we'll see you later, guys. Bye! Bye. That's it for today's episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWB pod. If you like what you heard, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.